This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, November 1st, 2019. I'm Caleb Brown. Why is a long-standing federal law strongly encouraging U.S. territories to import their liquid natural gas, not from Texas, but from Russia? It's called the Jones Act. Cato's Colin Graybow comments. So why is Puerto Rico importing liquid natural gas from Russia, a geopolitical rival of the United States? According to... New reports, um, a Spanish-flagged ship called the Catalonia Spirit will arrive in Puerto Rico later this month, possibly as soon as uh, by the time this podcast airs, and it will discharge its cargo of liquefied natural gas, which will be used by Puerto Rico for purposes of power generation. Puerto Rico uses natural gas for about one-third of its electricity needs. And this gas originated in Russia. The gas was transported from Russia to Belgium, and then I believe it was picked up in Belgium, and now it's being transported to Puerto Rico. And what's interesting about this is this isn't the first time something like this has happened. Uh, last winter, LNG was imported into Boston that also originated in Russia, and all of this is taking place at the same time that the United States is one of the world's leading exporters of LNG. So the United States exports liquefied natural gas all over the world. It sends it to Jordan, Japan, Spain, Argentina, Brazil, all over the place. One place it does not send uh, LNG over the water to by ship or other parts of the United States. And, be- and that's because it's literally impossible to do so. And is that because there are no ships to carry liquefied natural gas from port to port among U.S. states? There are plenty of ships in the world that are capable of transporting liquefied natural gas, but there are zero ships in existence uh, in existence that comply with the Jones Act. This is the 1920 law that mandates that ships transporting cargo between two points in the United States have to be U.S. built, U.S. crewed, U.S. flagged, and U.S. owned. And there are no ships that meet these requirements, and therefore it is impossible to transport LNG between two, by ship by, between two points in the United States. So uh, what are some of the other implications here? I mean, are, are people in Puerto Rico then paying more than the world price for uh, liquefied natural gas? Well, the head of the Puerto Rican Electrical Power Authority testified before Congress earlier this year that, yes, in fact, they uh, are paying more due to the inability to source uh, their LNG from the U.S. mainland. Uh, according to the head of PREPA, he said that this tallies in the hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, I believe he was quoted by a Puerto Rican newspaper earlier this year as saying that this is an extra $300 million that they have to pay per year because they do not have access uh, to U.S. LNG. The solution to this problem seems fairly clear. It seems fairly clear. Uh, in a more rational world, either the Jones Act would be repealed or a some kind of exemption would be given for the transportation of liquefied natural gas. But this uh, will not happen because of, uh, for political reasons, the Jones Act lobby is incredibly fearful of a slippery slope phenomenon and that if uh, a waiver or some kind of exemption is given for the transportation of LNG, that uh, this will lead to further calls uh, for relaxations of the Jones Act. 
and that they will lose their protection against against foreign competition, which is something they are adamantly against. And what's really interesting here is that if an exemption was to be given for the transportation of LNG between two U.S. points, that literally nobody in the U.S. maritime industry would lose their job. This is not a job that the U.S. maritime industry is currently performing. There are no U.S. ships transporting U.S. LNG, nor is there the prospect of one ever being built. So nobody will lose their job here. And yet, because of the politics around this issue, we can rest assured that uh, no waiver will be granted in the near future. So uh, the United States is not building ships capable of carrying uh, this product among U.S. states. That's correct. The United States has not built an LNG carrier since, I believe, at least 1980. Uh, the United States has no expertise in building these types of ships, uh, which is largely done in South Korea. In fact, the Wall Street Journal uh, published a report earlier this year saying that to build an LNG carrier in the United States, they estimate it would cost $700 million. In South Korea, that same ship would cost $180 million. So we're talking more than half a billion dollars more to build one in the United States versus South Korea. And this is, again, this is this is largely theoretical because we haven't built one. So there is no really going rate for one. This is, this is an estimate. Uh, some people think that the cost would be even higher given the lack of expertise. Uh, it would probably take years longer than South Koreans to build. And there would be quality issues. According to a 2015 GAO report, uh, one US shipyard admitted that to build one of these ships, it would probably have to bring over, uh, I believe, 250 to 300 South Korean workers to make sure the work was actually done correctly. And no one's going to pay $700 million for one of these ships, so the ship will never be built. The joke that uh, I have made with you and with uh, Dan Eikenson and and others is, you know, you can almost hear the president of the United States saying, if you don't have shipbuilding capacity, you don't have a country, the way sort of paraphrasing how he talks about uh, steel. Um, but if the United States isn't producing the kinds of ships that allow us not to uh, allow Puerto Rico to not import Russian liquefied uh, natural gas, and we don't have the capacity now. It's hard to argue that uh, that this is beneficial uh, as a uh, security measure. Exactly right. Um, some people argue that the U.S. needs a, a domestic shipbuilding capacity, and the Jones Act helps ensure this. But the reality is that U.S. Uh, commercial shipbuilding has been on a long downward slide. There are currently only four uh, major shipyards in the United States that are in the business of building large uh, deep draft commercial ships. One of those shipyards, the Philly Shipyard, which has built half of all Jones Act ships since the year 2000, was down to 80 employees as of its Q2 SEC filing. The um, U.S. Ship, uh, commercial shipbuilding sector is being protected to death. They can't compete internationally. They haven't built a deep draft ship for export since October of 1960. Uh, there's no prospect of them doing so anytime soon. So they produce exclusively for the Jones Act market, which comes out to about two or three ships per year on average. Colin Graybow is a trade policy analyst at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you please and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. 